artificial intelligence. It has been one of the most helpful tools, and yet there's a lot of unknown, namely, what's the future of artificial intelligence as it pertains to the future of propaganda? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from Arcadio Miracle Studios. Are you ready to supercharge your heart health and your energy levels will look no further than Cardio Miracle, the unique blend of both nitric oxide and special ingredients will work to increase nitric oxide levels in your system, meaning it will help promote vital importance for healthy circulation that will help protect your heart, plus opens up your blood vessels, improve blood flow and lower blood pressure across the board. I am a big fan of Cardio Miracle, so you want to go ahead and get your Cardio Miracle today quite literally nothing to lose they have a 100% money back guarantee head to briannicholshow.com click the sponsor link or go right to cardiomiracle.com just use code TBNS for 15% off your order Cardio Miracle proud to have them as our uh, studio sponsor here for the Brian Nichols Show and uh, very excited to uh, to have them in my uh, my dietary supplement routine so go ahead grab yours cardiomiracle.com all right folks let's dig into today's episode and that is discussing all things artificial intelligence specifically oh goodness how is it going to be used by governments and other entities out there in the future of propaganda to help discuss that and more returning to the program joe galasarian welcome back to the brian nichols show so happy to be here thanks for having me on your show again brian great to have you back on joe looking forward to discussing all things ai actually a little scared if i'm gonna be honest to talk about AI as it goes into the world of propaganda. But before we dig into that, Joe, do us a favor. Go ahead, reintroduce yourself here to the folks on the the, uh, Brian Nichols Show audience. Maybe missed your last appearance. And what's your whole world in this uh, world of economics? Well, I wrote the book, The Practical MBA in Economics, that came out last, uh, well, actually, it came out this year. And um, I used to teach in college for a while. I've ran businesses. I'm an entrepreneur um, in the health and beauty care. Um, consumer packaged goods industry. And I like to go on the outer edge of life and try everything we can possibly do in this life and uh, see where we end up. So the, I end up at your doorstep now. <laughs> and and I sat there in my uh, bat cave and I go, oh my, let me see what sinister things I can come up with. And then I go, well, everyone's got a future, right? And even propaganda needs a future too. <laughs> and, you know, it's getting stale, the same old lies. But now... With artificial intelligence, the lies are even more creative. People can take um, a break and um, uh, can't wait to tell you all about it. I'm a little scared (laughs) to hear about it, but uh, there's a lot of things in the world of AI that have positives, right? Being able to look at massive data sets and being able to understand, uh, you know, consistent uh, consistent themes that are taking place or various patterns that are taking place. Uh, but to the flip side of that, right, that also means that nefarious actors are going to be using this as well in the exact same manner. And I guess to kind of start things off here, Joe, right, we look at government and government is the ultimate monopoly out there with the monopoly on violence, if we're going to be honest. But now being able 
able to leverage AI and I dare say they'll go through and make sure they're insulating themselves from various laws and regulations that will inevitably been coming down the pike here as AI becomes more and more prevalent in our in our society, Joe. So I guess I'm looking at this maybe with my libertarian lens on worst case scenario, but is it worst case scenario? Am, am I out of left field here or is it somewhere in between? Well, Brian, I just want to let you know that you should let government um, handle AI and you can really trust them. They're not going to lie <laughs> to you. But um, because without government um, and if they're not involved, if you, let's say if we didn't have government, I'll play to your, your libertarian uh, viewpoints. Without government, we could then cancel something instead of ourselves. We could cancel the words disinformation and misinformation. But wow, um, this is going to be like, uh, propaganda on steroids once AI starts, but it comes with the history. And a, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I do agree with you, though, and all, all joking aside, I do agree with you that um, uh, it, it comes with benefits. One of them, I think it's going to take away, uh, it's going to take us away from mundane tasks, but that's another uh, story. But it really came with, it started in 1895, and it came with Gustave Le Bon. And I believe he was the Frenchman, and he wrote the book, The Crowd, and that was about 1895. And who wrote it is some uh, rather um, interesting individuals from Benito Mussolini, Adolf Hitler, Theodore Roosevelt, Charles Daw. And uh, so where it really starts is, is where it starts to take effect. It was America was in the mood of isolationism uh, during the First World War. Um, in fact, that's what Woodrow Wilson ran on. And what happened is, uh, you know, he wanted to get involved in the war for whatever reason. I'm not going to go there. And he created a committee of public affairs. And basically, that's basically your very first, um, well, I'll go there. It's your first ministry. That's a code word for your first America's first ministry of propaganda. It was in 1917. And there was Edward Bernay who came into that committee and he wrote the book called Propaganda Later, well after he served under the uh, president. And what happened is his uncle, a lot of people don't know, was Sigmund Freud. So uh, Sigmund Freud knew a couple of things, you know, things about the brain, if you will. And so using a lot of his techniques, uh, that's where he developed his propaganda later, where he used it in, um, uh, in New York City, in, in Madison Avenue, in the advertising industry. And he literally uh, created public relations on his own. So what happened is this committee was created. There's Robert Woolley, there was George Creel, and they're both influential journalists. And this might sound familiar. Familiar. They gathered intellectuals, journalists, the relative rudimentary filmmaking at the time, I think it's in the Char Charlie Chaplin era, and they gathered pillars of society. They had these four minute men and they turned around and said, okay, um, we went from city to city and, you know, they might have been lawyers or judges or pillars of society and teachers, people, you you know, you um, look up to in your communities and, you know, old school way, um, they basically said, if you're not for the war, you are, um, well, you're, you're basically not patriotic. And they created then the Espionage Act of 1917. They had the Sedation Act of 1918. And they basically, just like the Soviet Union, you snitch on your neighbor. And if you think that person is not patriotic and is not towing the official party line on joining the First World War. Remember, the First World War was going to be the war to end all wars. Well, I don't know um, 
um, if that's true. But you know, <laughs> they just keep having these wars and no peace, but you get wars. Um, so yeah. wait, really quick, at the end of the day, though, we, we just got to make sure we're on the same page here. It's Woodrow Wilson's fault. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, he, he really created to keep it practical. Yeah, he did, right. He, he he lied. But, I mean, what's the point of being a politician if you don't lie? I mean, it's just it's terrible. It's an abdication of duty if you don't lie. And um, uh, so, yeah, he, he did. And just kind of bringing it up to speed, and just before we jump into AI, um, you, know, you, you, you know, you saw it in the Vietnam War. People saw it later in the first Gulf War. They actually... Um, had a young lady come on and testify before Congress, and she said to the effect that Saddam Hussein's soldiers were stealing babies in incubators in Kuwait. This is in the first Gulf World War. Uh, later, it was found out an ad agency brought her to the Senate or to the investigation um, to, to speak, and um, her father was the ambassador to Kuwait. It was all a fairy tale. And it belonged in the fictional section with Alice in Wonderland and Huckleberry Finn and Santa Claus and all that. And then um, right now, I mean, the, the current situation in, you know, the other one is, you know, just, you know, there's just basically one narrative and, you know, the propaganda war in Ukraine and Russia is just, you know, it's, it's huge. And now, unfortunately, we are having another conflict as well, too. So um, uh, it's alive and well propaganda. But what's going to happen with it is... Um, is I think AI is going to turn around and kind of give government officials a break where it can start creating all like decks and decks and lines and lines of lies. So this way, you know, they can relax. And, and you know, because, you know, contrary to what we think, um, government officials should relax, take a break, so they have more t time for corruption and graft. And... Um, yeah, that's where we're at. Did I say that? Joe, your know. sarcasm is not lost on me, but to the audience out there who's listening, right, this this obviously is red flags, right? And and rightfully so, because we've seen what happens when government gets a newfound power, and they're like, ooh, what can I do with this? Because there's nobody to really check that power besides other governments. And I mean, if we're looking at the United States of America, which I would say arguably is one of, if not the most powerful countries slash empires of all of human history, when you kind of look at the yes. grand scale of where we are today, and yes. that right there, I mean, look at the the weaponized bureaucracies we have: IRS, FBI, CIA, FDA, uh, Department of Education. Go through them all. NSA. They all are pretty much given a blank check. Say, go spend what you want, and then they do what they do in the office, the TV show, The Office, where it's budget time, and instead of trying to, you know, actually give that money back, they're like, let's go ahead and buy brand new chairs or brand new copier. No, instead, it's like, let's go ahead and buy a couple more F-15s. But that that right there speaks to, I think, where your average American would hear this and get terrified, because this is something that I don't know once the cat's out of the bag. How do you get it back in the bag, especially when it's being enacted by quite literally the world's most powerful government. Hey folks, I just got off the phone with my good buddy Khaled from Serpent Networks. They're a national leader in strategic technology and this is what he said. Way too many small businesses out there are getting stuck with reactive, not proactive IT support. So Serpent Networks takes a different approach, a more optimized approach aligned with your business's goals to drive productivity, revenue, and growth. Transform your IT into a profit driver, not a money taker. Go to serpentnetworks.com and schedule your free consultation today and now back to the show um well it's, it's going to be you really brought up it's a very very deep question you have 
um, it's not going back in the bag. And the question is, the government can write their AI, and then maybe someone else can write another AI, and it might be the government's AI going against you know, my AI, and my AI can produce another AI, and you won't know where the original AI came up with uh, to fight government's AI. But to keep it in a simple form, I'll give you an example. They call it automated content generation. So I can use images and texts, so on and so forth, and literally set up a studio in 30 minutes, and it'll look like, you know, it's CNN, all professional. And I can show you, for example, satellite pictures of of Russian troops invading Romania, so on and so forth. I put it up in my documentary that I created um, on AI in the future of propaganda. And so it could also show a massive tombstones and so forth. And, you know, they people have a 10, 15 cent, uh, second attention span. They'll look at it and they'll get all worked up in the lather. That's all you really need. Um, but the other one that you might find really, there, there's many, I mean, I'll drill down with them. Um, is called social media manipulation. If you think it's manipulated now, wait till you can manipulate the social media where AI will create all the social media that you need. And um, uh, it, it can turn around and the spook agencies and all those three-letter agencies that you mentioned, the NSA, uh, the CIA, and so on and so forth, um, can really, really harness, um, if you will, uh, the social media and they could really har harness um, um, how to control that and, and con concomitantly with Silicon Valley. In the first episode of Brian Nichols and Joe, we talked about the Kabbalatocracy and this is like a gift for the Kabbalatocracy. Imagine, you know, just how they can amplify the lies in Hollywood, academia, media, government, the treasury, the treasury, by the way, you know, that's a treasury. Uh, basically, it's a Ponzi scheme to, uh, passing off as a treasury, but that's another road we can go on. But um, that being said, um, you can do that through social media manipulation. Then you can really do targeted messaging. In other words, you can sling stuff at each other, like really, really sling, tar in, in, especially in election, election times. Um, so when elections going on, you can do targeted mud slinging. And, you know, what's the point of having an election if you can't throw mud? Right. I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> well, let's kind of go into where we are right now in 2023 with right now the tenor of not just in American politics, but I'd say it kind of transcends across a lot of different countries. And that is this there's populism that's uprising, this populist wave from the people starting to wake up to seeing yeah, mm -hmm. these demagogues out there. They've been they've been preaching a good game, but it's it's not actually resonating into to substantive policy helping me. In America, we see that we're thirty what, thirty something trillion dollars in debt. The numbers even seem real. And then we see that we're sending billions, almost trillions of dollars overseas in, in foreign foreign aid. And meanwhile, you know, what Flint, Michigan still has water crisis. I can't drive down the road without hitting four potholes that are going to try to total my car. Like the, the average person is looking at this and saying enough. And that right there scares me a little bit because as much as I want to, to wield populism from a more pro-liberty standpoint to activate people towards my side, I know there are other people like governments who are going to be doing the exact opposite and goodness, they're, they're probably going to leverage AI to, to go after that populist movement. So uh, Joe, I mean, how, how do we as, uh, I guess, informed citizens stay aware of what's happening and not let the AI tools that are being leveraged by nefarious actors out there impact our use of populism when we're trying to bring it in a, in a pro-liberty uh, pro way? 
it's it's hard you know you got your life you got your social media you got your family so on and so forth you've got your work your business your job what have you and and you know can i just tell you the, the whole thing it's not just ai this whole thing about you know uh, and i'm going to get to ai in elections but this whole thing about ai elections democracy all the things you know we hold dear to our hearts it's just too 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 overwhelming for most people and that's what government relies on and i know people like you try and shoot a message of grassroots become aware um but you know i went to a baseball game and and it, it's it's a sad comment i mean you know look um we're free we can drink beer and uh, after the game um take part in other activities and um uh, watch the baseball game, just just like um, during the time of the Roman Empire. So it keeps they're keeping people's minds um, busy. And I'm going to go right into the AI here and see how yeah. it reconciles with that. And, you know, people are sitting there, you know, what sex am I? Um, you know, uh, how can I further, further divide the society? It keeps your mind busy. These are just little tiny childish games they're playing, okay? And I don't even pay any attention to any of that stuff, right? Um so what I get into is, let me give you another scenario where AI-powered uh, tools create a widespread grassroots support. Mm -hmm. For example, let's say I'm running um, for party XYZ, and all of a sudden, Brian Nichols sends messages that if you vote for Joe Gullisarian, he's going to sit there and cut back services. I didn't tell you about the part that I'm going to reduce your taxes by 80%. That doesn't matter because, you know, you, you've got the population wired on government. They're wired in government. Most people, there's enough people who believe that, you know, generally speaking, they're a force for good. Um, I'm not saying they can't be, but right now I still don't see uh, a Marcus Aurelius, a great last emperor, like an emperor who really has some kind of compassion uh, for people. And this is, and, and it goes outside of America and it goes outside of the West. There's very little example where you have leaders that actually go, you know what? Um, it, there's, it, there's still, you know, Jefferson's or George Washington's that are there for the people. And so what I'm trying to say is through AI, I can decimate information. I can, I can spread it all over the place with one particular narrative. And I'll give you another one. Right now, you might want to use this in marketing. They have what they call AI influencers. And you, you can have anybody. You can have a really legitimate looking person. You can have a very attractive female. And she's sitting there and she can start spreading narratives on behalf of government officials or on behalf of other parties or on behalf of the spook agencies. You will not know the difference if that's a real woman or if it's not and um uh so you you can spread a lot of stuff you know if you for example if you really care about women and and women's issues you'll vote for brian nichols not for joe you, you know joe is just yeah he's terrible he's uh he invented the word misogynist you know <laughs> joe um we're talking about ai and we're talking about propaganda and misinformation. I, I would feel right. remiss not to talk about what's happening right now over in the Middle East, over in the Israel-Gaza-Hamas conflict. And I've seen this on social media, right? Lot, lots of misinformation, lots of propaganda on both sides. I hate being that person yes. on both sides. But truly, we've seen it come out on both sides. Things that have been proved verifiably false or things that have been shown from 30 years ago being presented as fact as today. So... Yes. Do you see kind of what we're talking about here already being utilized in a lot of these conflicts? 
it's very hard to say. Like, uh, it's a very, very good point you're making, Brian. For example, um, and I don't want to go off base. I want to stick to the AI in this, in this particular situation with um, uh, what's going on in the Middle East with um, the uh, uh, Hamas and, and um, uh, Israel. Um, what you're seeing is I could really plant words in Netanyahu's mouth. I can plant words in the Hezbollah's mouth. I can plant words in Palestinian mouths, and you won't know the difference, right? Um, it's very, very hard to detect. I mean, most people do not sit there and look at a video and go, is that, or, is he, is Joe really saying that? Um, or is Brian really saying that? They just assume it's natural, authentic. Those days are going to be gone, right? And and you're going to need some real powerful tools to do fact-checking to make sure that what was said was authentic. I could stage, for example, I said earlier, there's the techniques that they use. I could stage an automated content generation. I could stage a complete invasion where, I'm not saying this is true, I could uh, stage one and say that, guess what, there's been a complete invasion of um, uh uh, Tel Aviv, or conversely, there's a complete invasion, all kinds of dead people in um, in Gaza. Uh, they've gone street to street, um, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, they're lying. In fact, I saw one video online that CNN made, and they told the reporter to lie down and kind of, you know, stage the whole thing and say, you know, just the missiles just went off close to you and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's very there's something very interesting um, what you can do with AI, and you might find it quite quite interesting, it's called translation and language translation. And it's really an area of AI where you turn around, and I'm going to go back to the States for a second, because you you dragged me into this. You know, I think all <laughs> these wars are terrible. I, I feel bad for people uh, suffering on both ends. Um, I really do. Um, so what I would say is, let's say you're in the United States, right? It's it is turned into, I don't know if it's the melting pot, it's turned into, was certainly arguably a multicultural society. Um, so what I'm trying to say is when I want to divide the company, the country some more, AI is so intelligent, they, they go, well, it, it can do it in different languages and different subcultures. And, you know, you can do psychographics, um, by section by section, by postal code, po zip code by zip code. And what I'm trying to say here is there might be a nonces uh, within subcultures, okay? Not, for example, not all uh, people from Latin America think the same. And um, they have their factions as well. So what I can do is I can start using AI to send messages in 11 to 15 or 100 different languages, if you will, within the United States to further separate the tribes. You need to separate them because, therefore, government comes in with this cosmic vision and they turn around um, and, of course, they're going to resolve it. And separating them, and it's called really language translation and localization. You could do that in elections, going back to elections, and you can generally do it if you want to create unrest, right? And um, you want to pit people against each other. You want, the, the, you know, the idea now is what we're seeing, unfortunately, is the renaissance of tribalism. And you're seeing it everywhere. And, uh, yeah. So awesome. That's one area there. 
Joe, I, I appreciate it. I just looked at the clock. We're already hard-pressed for time. I don't know how that always happens on our show. We, we go really fast here, and then all of a sudden, yeah. I look at the clock, and, and I'm getting told by uh, the, the studio here, i got to get going. But uh, no, otherwise, Joe, this has truly um, been a great conversation, and I think it opens a lot of eyes uh, to folks who are maybe not aware of what's happening in the world mm-hmm. of AI or how quickly it's being adopted by sure. a lot of nefarious actors out there. Not for our benefit, but to the detriment of society. Yes. And it's on us to not just be aware of it, but also I would dare say, and this is my challenge to the audience, is to to not just be aware of it, but start using AI to your advantage. Like counter the propaganda with propaganda by by God. I, I think that uh, you know, that's yeah. on us. We talk about setting narratives versus responding to narratives. Go out, yes. start spreading some actual narratives, but don't go into the propaganda world of spreading falsehoods and misinformation for political gain, but start hitting people with the truth and use AI tools to your benefit. That's kind of my final yes. thoughts for today, Joe. Yes. What do you have for us on your end? Well, on my end, the one part I was going to add to that, I just want to put on, a, I want to end with a positive note, right? Because, you know, I paint these dystopian ideas. Um, I think I'm reading Brave New World too many times. But, and, and my thought is this. You could create an AI program that would fact check the hell out of all these fact checkers right now. Because those fact checkers, you know, forget it. So what if you could hold them to truth? Okay. Um, and if you could hold those fact checkers to truth, what if AI was so intelligent and it's getting there to 190, 230 uh, IQ, goes right through the media, goes right through the government, goes, this is true, 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 lie, lie, lie. And and so that's the positive end of um, uh, fact checking, so on and so forth. Uh, it can, you know, on the on the on the other end, it could also be used to manipulate the stock market too, right? And consumer sentiment, stock market sentiment. You can uh, create false narratives, bring down the stock market. You know, if you got short positions. But yes, I do think if you start writing algorithms that just absolutely hold everybody to account. I think that's a very positive thing with AI in the future of propaganda. And you made me think of that. You always get my head rolling all the time, Brad. <laughs> there's worse things, Joe. Uh, I've been I've been told many times there's worse things that I get going. But otherwise, Joe, thank you for joining us here on the show. It's been a great conversation. And truly, um, I think this is something that we're going to continue to talk about as we move forward with the advancement of AI. Hard to imagine that not even what, 11 months ago, like chat GPT was quite literally in its infancy. And here we are, fast forward to the end of 2023, and we have a bazillion AI tools that go into like uh, text and and video and like art and and photos it's it's mind-blowing to see we've gotten to a point where AI is not just going to be part of the conversation it's creating the conversation so um this cool. is something right that we we gotta stay aware of and we we obviously gotta keep talking about and having folks like Joe on the show is obviously uh, one of the best ways to go about doing that so Joe with that for folks who want to continue the conversation want to hear more about uh the, the scary stuff coming down the pike where can they go ahead support you find you follow you all that kind of fun stuff well, I'm hiding right now after doing this show, right? So I'll be hiding for at least the next 30, 60 days. But uh, when I'm finished hiding, I'm being uh, facetious here. Um, there's the, um, if you look up Practical MBA on YouTube, you can find my channel there. I can be found under my name, Joe Galasarian, on on um, Twitter. I can be found on LinkedIn. And of course, I'm on I'm in Instagram as well. So I'm not tr- too hard to find. And of course, if you look up my book on Amazon, um, you um, put practical MBA and I come up on Amazon and uh, yeah, 
Away it goes. Good stuff, Joe. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on again, and uh, we'll make sure we, we continue this dialogue. And folks, by the way, yeah, I mentioned it. Joe mentioned it. He was on the show before, so if you are joining us here on the YouTubes, stick around. We're going to have that pop up right about here, um, so you can go ahead, click that, and continue the conversation there. Otherwise, yeah, audio version of the show, YouTube music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can go ahead and find the program. And also, video version of the show, we're on YouTube, Rumble, we're on uh, Ben Swan's Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N, which, by the way, if you're seeing that today uh, on Sovereign, congratulations, you're seeing it before anybody else as a Sovereign exclusive, that's my gift to you, and uh, yes, we upload our entire episodes over on X.com, formerly Twitter, uh, really great engagement over there, thank you, Elon, appreciate it, and uh, folks, if you want to go ahead and join the most amazing, truly wonderful uh, email list uh, that's out there in terms of how to better your sales skills overnight, subscribe to the morning sales huddle email. I send out once a week ballpark or so head over you can subscribe over at briannicholshow.com and while you're there go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review I greatly appreciate it and I know others do as well because it helps them realize what value they're getting from the Brian Nichols show and all yes 777 I think it is other episodes here of the program including our past conversation there with Joe which yes will be popping up right now on YouTube's or if you're joining us here on the audio versions head over to your show notes uh, link will be right there and And uh, by the way, yes, please support our studio sponsor, Cardio Miracle, the best heart health supplement in the world. Link also in the show notes. Joe Golisarian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And folks, thank you for joining us. Yes, we will talk to you guys next week. With that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Joe Golisarian. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.